Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Collaborative's team at Vizient. I'm Lindsay Mayer, Senior Director at Vizient and your host for this podcast. Today, in part two of a series on workplace violence, we're discussing the importance of staff education and training programs in order to build a solid foundation for identifying and reporting workplace violence. This is especially important in the new Joint Commission standards taking effect this year. One of the elements of performance states, as part of its workplace violence prevention program, the hospital provides training, education, and resources to leadership, staff, and licensed practitioners. Joining us today is Rick Litzinger, Manager of Emergency Preparedness, Safety, and Security, and Dan Honeyset, Security Program Specialist with Altrue Health System in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Welcome to the podcast, Rick and Dan. Thank you for having us, Lindsay. Happy to be here. Thank you. Rick, I'd like to start with you. How and why did Altrue identify a need for education around workplace violence? We believe that training is foundational for our employees to address workplace violence. Education, identifying workplace violence, how to report, what to do, and what resources are available is key to fostering an environment where reporting is accepted and encouraged. Additionally, if employees can identify potential indicators of workplace violence, they can trigger interventions to mitigate the risk. In 2019, we started off identifying gaps with a formal gap analysis. Comparative with information from a Vizient benchmarking study ultimately led us to the formation of a multidisciplinary group of individuals dedicated to addressing these gaps that were observed. An additional gap analysis was done in 2021 and an education inventory to address these needs for the workplace violence curriculum. In addition to the gap analysis, we analyzed workplace violence data and root cause analysis or RCA comments from events that occurred that really showed a want and a need for additional education for our employees. One gap in particular that we noticed was that we had a focus in training on workplace violence for our staff in high-risk areas. We used in-person MOAB classes. MOAB stands for Management of Aggressive Behavior prior to the pandemic. But we quickly realized that we needed training for all employees, not just those in the high-risk areas. And Dan, can you tell us a little bit about what are the key components of a strong training program? Yeah, and Rick alluded to it a little bit there in his last comments, just the accessibility and the availability of training for all of our staff. All of our employees need to have some access, some level of training addressing workplace violence. And that training needs to be aligned across departments, the clinical, non-clinical, and even those responding. That way, everyone has the same training and, and the same set of expectations, resources, and response procedures. That training needs to be adaptable also, delivered through data-driven decision-making. Our tiered training is actually based on workplace violence events that occur throughout our organization, and we use the data to make those decisions. And then our training just focuses on key topics, how to recognize potential indicators or signs of violence, how to respond appropriately to that, and then ultimately how to protect themselves and others. Thanks for that, Dan. It seems that you both have followed these guides and built an incredibly strong program for Altru. Can you tell us a little bit about your curriculum? Yeah, our curriculum is designed to really focus on world-class care, and it's built into four levels. Level one, which includes all employees, it's our annual education module on de-escalation. Last year, our module was 40 minutes in length. 
The module focuses on identifying potential indicators such as anxiety, etc., and how to respond and potentially de-escalate when to involve security or other employees, how to report incidents, what resources are available to employees, and feedback captured from our employees. And one thing I want to point out is feedback captured from our employees in 2021 showed this module to be the most beneficial. On to level two training. This is focused for our high risk areas. It's a four hour training, on site, de escalation focused training, and it also covers immediate escape tools. In addition, the high risk areas do take the level one training, which I just mentioned. The high risk areas at All True Health System are classified through the data. We're right around 80% of our responses are to these departments. Those departments are the emergency department, the intensive care unit, the behavioral health unit, and added this year after some data analyzing from 2021, we've added our PCU or progressive care unit to this list also. Yeah, and after level two, we reached the highest level of training, and that's our level three for our security officers. Our security team receives numerous trainings in order to be effective what they do intervening in these workplace violence events. Our contracted security team receives Healthcare Academy training, which really teaches them how to be a security officer in the healthcare environment, as it is so different than other security environments. They also receive de-escalation trainings, such as MOAB, as we mentioned prior, also evade, and then the other hands-on intervention certifications as well. And really to sustain and supplement all the trainings we've listed, level one through three, last year we implemented our boost education training. And these are two to five minute training modules that really complement the trainings that our employees have taken so far. We did our boost three to four months after just to kind of keep everything fresh and really drive home those key points and takeaways to our employees. In the beginning, I know you focused on high-risk areas only. So what made you expand to build out this tiered level of training? Data from workplace violence events, security risk assessments, safety reporting, and root cause analysis comments demonstrated really the need to expand to different levels. In addition, we wanted to shift the focus from a reactive response when it comes to workplace violence after something's happened to a proactive response to really intervene before an event occurred, if possible. This created an alignment across the organization with proactive de-escalation measures and response to workplace violence events. It also really aligned to our newly released All True Safety Management System in late 2020 going into 2021, which focuses around proactive safety, which complemented expanding these levels of trainings around workplace violence for our employees. Since COVID, there's been a huge push for virtual learning. Can you share some of the challenges and success that you've experienced with moving to that virtual platform? Yeah, the initial challenge that arose from finding a virtual option that was accessible to all employees that met the need of our organization and what we wanted to accomplish with that virtual platform, because there were quite a few to choose from. And another barrier we kind of ran into when we started looking at these virtual options, as you can imagine, almost all of them were external products from our organization, and they may not always contain information specific to your organization, especially around the organizational response and resources available to employees when it comes to workplace violence incidents. And I'd say we had more successes than challenges. You know, after the initial challenge, we found that we were able to deliver education to all of our staff through these virtual methods and that this education can be delivered on demand. 
instead of having to wait for a classroom portion or classroom session to be available, our staff could go back through and watch or listen to this virtual content on demand when they needed it or if they had further questions. And follow-up messaging and additional trainings wherever necessary, like I mentioned, our boost trainings, to just increase that awareness of the workplace violence, education, how to spot it, the indicators, response, really drove that virtual platform home and allowed us to deliver almost continuous education to our staff now. And I know surveys play an important role in understanding opinions of education and benchmarking culture of safety. Can you explain your process? Yeah, in 2021, we added specific questions regarding workplace violence to both our culture of safety survey and also our employee engagement survey. This helped us identify and understand as an organization how employees feel about the issue of workplace violence. And if the initiatives we are pushing to our employees are positively influencing the culture of the organization and really the overall engagement of our staff. In late 2021, we did conduct the survey on the annual education modules. Clinical education went ahead and did this across the system. It was released to all employees. This survey helped us identify which means of delivery are well-received and which content was preferred by employees. And this survey included all of our annual trainings and modules across the system, not just safety and security department. In this recent survey, we had some really good results. We found that the workplace violence training was ranked number one as most beneficial for all employees across the system. That's great. It just speaks to what the staff is really wanting to learn and know about workplace violence. So congratulations on that. What changes have you noticed since providing education? Yeah, so we noticed a few different things since providing this education, all of which were positive. The one thing we noticed that stuck out right away was the increased use of our security team proactively for intervention into these incidents. I mentioned the level three training our security officers get. They really train to be those professionals in dealing with these workplace violence events. So it was great to see the proactive use of our team after the education modules were released. This also included our behavioral emergency response team. They were used more after this education was released. We did notice a decrease in workplace violence incidents across a three-month remeasure. We did in, as part of the Workplace Violence Collaborative with Vizient in 2021 over 2020. And then finally, we noticed the increased reporting of non-assault or non-injury related workplace violence incidents. You know, a lot of times we're there for the assaults or injuries. Our teams are being used and will respond. We don't often hear about the times where there was a non-assault or non-injury and to see those being reported more, we're able to capture more data and just strengthen our decision making. So that was great to see also. And so I'm curious, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to strengthen their training program? I would say data, data, and data. Analyze your data and connect the appropriate data to drive an informed decision for training, whether that's the amount of training the audience that receives the training, or the content of the training. Look at the data. The data drives that and tells you really the story. Just to look back 2019 for All True Health System on to 2020 and now to 2021 going into 2022, we've actually changed our curriculum three times. And all that was based off data and what our employees were telling us all the way from our organizational surveys being the culture of safety and engagement surveys on down to our root cause analysis and after action reports of isolated incidents of workplace violence. So looking at the data, analyzing the data and connecting the appropriate data to drive those decisions for training. 
And I think to add to that, form those strategic partnerships across disciplines of your organization, whether it's clinical education, nursing leadership, safety, security, really to form a curriculum framework for training. Not everyone's the subject matter experts in everything. So having those cross-discipline teams to develop the training and even deliver the training to the employees. We couldn't have been successful without our clinical education team with their knowledge of how to deliver training and what is the current way and current methods of doing that. And then our nursing leadership really giving us the insight of what the challenges nurses are facing today on the units. So really can do it without that cross-discipline teams. I'm sure we have many listeners who will greatly benefit from all your insights. Rick, Dan, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you both for taking the time to discuss the importance of educating your staff on this important topic. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Yeah, glad we could participate. Thank you. Thanks again to Rick Litzinger and Dan Honeyset for speaking with us today and to you for listening. For Vizient's PI Collaboratives team, I'm Lindsay Mayer. Please join us for more knowledge on the go. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments at picollaboratives at vizientinc.com.